pop quiz people, there's a bomb attached to this podcast. If the number of listeners drops below double figures, it explodes. Are we in double so, figures? Jeez. Out of luck. Toast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too late. <laughs> people are bored, aren't they? Jesus. They are. Of course, I'm talking about the 1994 action thriller Speed, which is what we'll be covering today. Jared is beside me and Gibbo's back on deck. How are we, fellas? Delightful. Bad, mate. Back in the rotation. Delightful. Mate. Feeling the love. Yeah, well, you're soon to be a full-time um, employee of the Thrill Me podcast. Oh, does that so mean I get paid? <laughs> we're ironing yeah, out. We're, we're out ironing out the details, out the <laughs> details of the contract. <laughs> we're working on an offer, which... Cardboard let's snacks. Let's be honest, we're low-balling from the get-go. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're low-balling low snackers, but if you, you know, if you drive a hard bargain, you might get shaved. Look, no, no, what you'll first get is um, chicken crimpy. Ooh, <laughs> that's, that's top shelf. <laughs> See, I was ridiculed for that. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, got a higher standard. At least it's a brand, mate. All right. That's true. Let's dive straight into a quick run-through of what we've been watching. Gibbo, okay. what have you been covering since we last talked? Um, yep, got a, got a bit on the, on the plate. Some good and some bad. I watched Daddy's Home, the Will Ferrell-Mark Wahlberg attempt. It's and terrible. how is that? It's terrible. <laughs> Attempt. Oh, <laughs> that's I think the Will Ferrell train has left the station. It's over for him. He's he's in Mike Myers territory. He's just oh, everything. There's the one most bit, disappointing thing about that is it made a lot of money. He loses control of a motorbike. It goes into a house up a spiral staircase and then out the top window to land on his car. And at that point, <laughs> I almost shut it down. I was just like, that sounds pretty good. Nah, <laughs> I'm laughing. It's nah, terrible. <laughs> Uh, so let's call that. I watched The Big Short, which was really oh, yeah. good. I was a pretty big fan of that. <laughs> and I, th- I thought the special effects they did on uh, Christian Bale's eye was pretty good. Uh, he has a glass eye in it, and it, it was really effective. It was, it was kind oh. of distracting, but yeah, the movie's really good. I caught the, <laughs> the remake of Point Break. Ooh. <laughs> Either of yeah, you guys okay. caught that? No, I, we saw the trailer yeah, I, prior to, um, I can't remember what we were seeing, and we both looked at each other and went, nah. Yeah, <laughs> I, was sort of, I had it on the, yeah, maybe's list, and as soon as I saw the trailer, it was just downgraded into one day. <laughs> one day I'll see Netflix. it. Well, I've got to say, it's, it was much better than I expected. Um, I'm not going to say it was oh, good. Yeah. The stunts and some of the action sequences are actually really, really impressive. Okay. So that part of it was good. The, the only issue is the two leads that they've got, they just don't have any charisma compared to Swayze and, and Reeves in the original. And, I mean, Reeves, Reeves is not really an actor. No poodle mullet? No, no, no. He's a bit more of like a... Uh, He's a bit more of a greeny sort of like same sort of vibe they're going for, but they tried to ramp it up a bit. So he's you know trying to save the planet while doing all these extreme stunts. It's a bit of a wank, but the, yeah, the guy that plays <laughs> Bodie just doesn't have the same gravitas that uh, that Swayze had. So it sort of suffers from that. But it, it's actually it's probably worth a look. It's definitely not good, but it's it's not bad either. So uh, okay, yeah, I'd say well, well, that's better than the the re- what I was expecting. I was oh, expecting it's, yeah, it's yeah, ninety five percent better than most of the bother. shit you blokes watch. So well. <laughs> You've got to give it a look, uh, That's probably true. I would argue, but as soon as you hear what I watched today, then <laughs> my case is in tatters. I can't wait. <laughs> Anything else, Skibo? Uh, yeah. Um, I caught the whole of season six of Archer, which I love. I freaking love Archer. It's awesome. They're, they mm. are recycling a lot of stuff now, but I don't care. It's, it's yeah, I've only seen. Show. I've only seen, I think I saw two episodes, and... 
It was pretty damn funny. I didn't. What, I never followed it up. But you I was, haven't caught any seasons or anything like. No, no. I, wow. Like I saw it and I was like, I, I enjoyed it, but I just you know there was other stuff that I wanted to watch more, so I never, never jumped on. But I did like what I saw. Oh mate, got it. Yeah, you got to get into that. It's it's really good. Um, on the I believe it's on Netflix, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. So they just dropped yeah, season good. six on Netflix. So of course. Because I haven't, I haven't seen, it. I haven't heard much about it at all. So. Oh yeah, mate. Go back to if it's on Netflix, I may as well smash through start it. At season one, it's all worth a look. It's it's pretty good. I watched The Hateful Eight finally, which I was hanging mm. on. I wanted to go and see in cinemas, but um, yeah, yeah, same. I wasn't as huge of a fan. I didn't get all the the Oscar buzz that it got. It, it's pretty cool, but it's I don't think it's his best movie by any stretch. Um, Tarantino's. Mm. By that I mean, but yeah, it was all right. And then Goon was the other one I got. My brother recommended this. This is a Sean. Oh, Wick. is that the um, ice hockey one? The yeah, I've yeah. heard that's really good. Actually, it's, pretty good. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, some of the fight scenes, like he's basically just a heavy, like he's just a brawler that they get. They teach to skate basically, so he'll go on and beat up, you know, the other team's best players or the their other team's goons, sort of thing. And uh, Sean yeah. Williams Scott, he's he's kind of plays like a half wit sort of dude in it, but just. With a heart of gold, sort of. It's actually based on a true story, but it's actually pretty funny, man. There's uh, there's some really good uh, jokes about Canadians and and all that sort of stuff in there. So uh, yeah, I chucked it on my Netflix list. So yeah, I'll, yeah, it's I'll worth watch a look. It in man. The next couple of it's weeks. actually pretty decent. So uh, leave, yeah. leave Schreiber's in it too. He's a pretty he's pretty good in it as well. So uh, and that's it for me. Yeah. Mm. All right, Jared. Come uh, on down. All right, I finished uh, finished season two of Daredevil. Thoughts. Um, yeah, look, I'm still in. I still enjoy it quite a bit. Didn't didn't get me as much as season one. I, I liked where it was going on season two, but I think my biggest issue might have been Electra. I'm not sure where I sort of sat. I think I felt like maybe they rushed elements of the story with her to sort of fit in. But regardless, I'm still on board. I still really like it. I like Charlie Cox a lot as Daredevil. I think he's really, really good. Uh, it was good to see... Uh, John Bernthal really do the job as the Punisher. I really liked him. Yeah, he was the best um, part of a season two, I think. Yeah, and I think maybe they could have. I mean, I think it's pretty clear they're going to come back to it in some way. Whether they, they still keep saying he's not going to get his own show, but if he's in the next season of Daredevil or crosses over into some of the other Marvel stuff, he's going to be around. Yeah, I think he'll be um, in the universe similar to uh, you know the nurse character and all that sort of shit. They'll sort of just yeah be there. Yeah, but overall, I was I was pretty happy. You got more of the same. I've gone back and read some of the Daredevil stuff too, and it, it sticks sticks pretty true. You get you get a lot of the characters, even a lot of the sort of minor characters like Grotto and that sort of stuff. They, they're from those books, so it's they're doing they're doing well with that sort of stuff. So okay, I'm all on it. Um, I saw Ten Cloverfield Lane. I hear that's uh, really good. Yeah, I was really happy with it. It was it was a very very interesting way to. Because you know everyone was wondering, is it a sequel to Cloverfield? Is it you know what is it? And it's completely different. Uh, it's basically just a whole different story in that universe. But I think it's a really interesting way to continue on, and uh, I was very happy with it. The only thing I heard um, about that one, um, and it was on another movie pod, but they were they were saying it's a really good movie, but they think it'd be ten times better if it just had a different name. Like I think it was originally going to be called The Cellar. Um, and if it didn't have the link to Cloverfield, uh, like they said, the ending would be a lot more impactful than what it is. Like you're sort of expecting what happens. Um, I'll, I'll, yeah, obviously, don't won't ruin it, but yeah, do you agree s- with that? Or in some ways, yes, but in other ways, I don't know how that. Uh, I can see how putting it in the universe really actually made that ending 
feel okay uh, because there's some stuff in there that would have been hard to cop otherwise. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, so they found it. I personally, I think putting it there was a really nice way to to have you accept it, basically. Yeah. But I, I would definitely say check it out because I, I really enjoyed it. Apparently, um, Goodman's good in it. Mm. He's fantastic. He's really good, and it's it's another one of those ones that's fairly isolated in a lot of ways. So you're you're stuck with the same actors. So to have he, to, you know to have him the whole movie basically, and still you know by the end of it still think he did a really great job is I think it uh, speaks for for how well he did. Yeah, I think he's underrated, man. I think he's awesome. He's, he's really a lot good. of stuff now. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a lot more rage too. Like mm. people just saw him as a comedian, but he's mm. he's a long he's, way from Roseanne. That's for sure. Very good character actor. Yeah, like really good character actor. Yeah. Pops up regularly in big budget movies with big name stars mm. where he's playing second fiddle. But well, I remember, always um, gives you a good job. I remember watching Flight. And, yeah, know, I hadn't seen him in a while. And here he comes clearly. and steals the scene again. Like, yeah, it's he's he's really good. But I, I would say yeah, check it out. I actually I. I submitted some work at uni, so I had a bit of a blowout <laughs> and watched a few movies all in one hit yeah. um, before I got back into it. So I actually watched Big Game. Oh, the Samuel Jackson. Sammy Jackson. It's made by the guy that made Rare Exports and stars the kid from Rare Exports. Yeah. It's no gem, um, but if, you, all, if all you're after is a bit of an action, it's a bit of an action effort, you'll probably like it. Yeah. Um, it's got some real over-the-top stuff. But it's good fun. A bit of a throwback to, to some 80s kind of work there. It's very, like, everything is very clear. It follows a, a template and it's very, it's, it's not sort of uh, subtle about it. It's all front and centre, but I, I kind of liked it. Okay. I watched Unfriended. Yeah, I saw that. that I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I didn't love it. And Except the for the, reason, the first guy who dies. Well, the only reason I didn't really like it that much is I thought the idea and the execution of filming the entire movie on one person's computer screen mm. was phenomenal. Yeah. It, it really, really worked. But the only thing I, I felt was a bit weak was the, the story. Yeah. In the end, the, the story, like, I think the setup was fine, like the bullying and all that sort of stuff, but there was no twist, there was nothing no. that sort of made it, just pushed it over the edge. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. I guess uh, I looked well at it from the point of view of I, I thought I'd never like it. Like I thought as soon as I saw the previews and thought it was and realised it was all um, webcams and stuff, I thought this looks bloody ridiculous. I'm yeah. not even going to bother. And then when I got it, actually grabbed it, I felt I, it exceeded my expectations by quite a bit. So I guess that's sort of why I had a yeah of enjoyment for. It. I think look, I, I I definitely liked it. I just. Yeah, I, I would have liked something more in the story, maybe a bit of a twist, maybe a bit of a mystery element, something like that. But in terms of the execution, I think they did an absolutely brilliant job of managing to keep it engaging the entire way through, just from web chats. And I mean, the way they, they sort of did the exposition by her watching YouTube videos and yeah, then she'd, yeah. she'd be on a chat with somebody and then messaging somebody else at the same time. Yeah. It was really well done, and I will definitely be there for the sequel. On a budget, too. Like yeah. It's one of these those Bloomhouse ones, isn't yep. it? Made yep. for bugger all. But, yeah, there was enough there for me to be. I'll be at the sequel. Yeah. If it's in the cinemas, I'll go check it out there. I was, I was happy with it. I actually got to the cinemas and saw Kung Fu Panda 3, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, you know, as kids' movies go, it was good. Yeah. Did the job. Uh, better than The Good Dinosaur? 
just. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. It was it was much better than that. Much more enjoyable. The kids kids loved it. Didn't scare anyone, unlike the Thank last you. couple we've been to. Yeah, Zootopia. Um, and the final girls. I watched that. I, I haven't. Uh, I've got to watch the last fifteen minutes, but so far, pretty cool. Yeah. I Definitely liked, for slasher fans, it's a real sort of yeah. Um, it's got a bit of got a bit of heart to it. Yeah, like the, the story about the girl and you know the act mother, going yeah, into the, the mother, movie yeah. and the actor being her mother and things like that. And um, I'm ashamed to say that this afternoon I found myself watching Dead Seven. Explain to us what Dead Seven is. Explain to us what Dead Seven is. Do I have to? Please do. <laughs> it's an asylum picture. Same mark on, of quality. Screened instantly. on Sci-Fi. Strike two. <laughs> it's written by Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys. Oh, no. That's like three strikes in one. Stars Nick Carter. Shit. His wife's involved. It also stars two of the other Backstreet Boys. Which oh. Backstreet Boys? Um, I believe it is AJ right. and... Uh, was it Kevin? Was it? No, Kevin was smart enough to stay away. Right. Uh, uh, Howie? Is that one? Yeah. He's, he's a terrible That sounds like a Backstreet Boys also starts, but, but, but wait, there's more. Not only do you get Backstreet Boys, you get Joey Fatone, you get Chris Kirkpatrick, <laughs> you get these blokes from NSYNC and O-Town. And wow. I, so what the in hell made you uh, do that to yourself, Coxie? <laughs> it sounds like an avalanche sharks sort of set up. So uh, it doesn't sound impressive. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I I just don't know how to how to explain it. To be honest, <laughs> you've got a it finite amount of time. You just blacked out between and like woke university up and, and children, <laughs> and you decide to put on Dead Seven. I know, I know. A movie starring and written by guys from the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Well, as I said, I should be picky, but I, I don't know. Be I just do that, not mate. know. Yeah, definitely yeah. pickier than that. Um, but it's really, yeah, it was really. Uh, it's a. If all that other stuff hadn't turned you off, no, no, it, it is did. A post-apocalyptic. <laughs> it's a post-apocalyptic uh, western <laughs> with zombies. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, was well, it made was, for like twenty bucks? The only thing I can, yeah, it looked like it. The only thing I could come up with is that there was too much, like uh, there was too much. What the hell for me? Not to look at it. <laughs> How I saw it. it. How long was it? Oh, it was ninety minutes. I think. Would have preferred to it be nine minutes. But, um, was it taking itself seriously, or is it yeah. like tongue in cheek, like piss take, or what, like? Surely it can't be a serious. Nick Carter. Nick Carter appeared to be taking himself very seriously. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I don't know. It's. It, I. I would like to think it wasn't a serious effort, but there wasn't enough poking fun at these guys. Like they could have made a few gags, a few more gags, than there was. I think. Uh, Joey for Tony, I think he seemed well aware of what it was. He was hamming it up, but um, I think Howie was the one. He's playing this bloke with a painted face or something, and I swear to God, he's just trying to be the Joker, and it's just awful. Wow. So if you find yourself with 90 minutes to spare, no, uh, I won't. find something else. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, there's no money else. that would make me sit through that. I don't know. what. I can't explain what you've just done to yourself. I yeah. can tell you there was a, there was a little bit of fast forwarding going on. I bet. Um, <laughs> Not enough. Checking out one and a half. I think I yeah there was a couple of bits I just out now just fast forwarded straight through but uh, yeah. And that's you. That's done. me done. All right. 
I watched a documentary called The Seven Five, which is about corruption in the New York City Police Department uh, in the 1980s, a precinct, obviously Precinct 75. Really, really interesting, really, really um, well made. And the guy who was doing it, he's, he's, being, uh, he's a major um, talking head. He's loving it. He's telling the story as if it's the greatest thing he's ever done. <laughs> and he was, he was basically making eight grand a week protecting drug dealers um, from being raided and stuff like that. That's a good was racket. It like the, um, was it like um, Underbelly where he'd roll in and tell everyone he's got ham sandwiches and just start throwing bags around the office and well, bags of cash around Pretty the much, yeah, pretty much, something similar. But this guy was loving it. He was talking about such reverence. <laughs> what a great bloke he was. Yeah. <laughs> he did 12 years in the clink, mind you. <laughs> so, I watched Inside Out. Ah, yeah. Brilliant. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was one of probably Pixar's best in right, some yeah. time. It's one of their absolute best. Uh, my daughter and my wife were a little bit sort of, eh, I don't know why, but they seem to think the young kids wouldn't get it. And I was going, well, I don't know, what's not to get? Yeah, yeah well, I think, I think that it was, was pretty simplified. Well, I think that was actually done. its strength because um, if you look at it, a lot of what they did is actually based on psychology. Mm. Like a lot of the stuff that they pulled out was based on sort of psychological ideas about brain development and stuff like that. So I think the kids would have been all caught up in the characters, whereas the parents were caught up in the, in the kid higher. angle and... Yeah. The fact that it had something behind it. Look, they, they both enjoyed it, but they just sort of felt uh, maybe that the, the, the young kids maybe wouldn't can't latch onto it as well. Well, I don't, I don't think they get all the themes, but they, like my kids both loved it. They, they loved, loved the, the character. Just totally different people yeah. get different things out of it. I think it's yeah. the best one, like the best animated movie out of all of them. It's the pick for me. And that's yeah. why that's why it's a um, it's a winner as far as being. Back to Pixar at their best because that's yeah. what they're good at. That's well, my son, my son was at. definitely too young to to get a lot of what was going on, but as soon as anger fired up and his head lit up, yeah, he loved it. He was absolutely in stitches, and he yeah. was like, "Do it again, do it again." <laughs> so yeah, I think that was I think that was actually one of their strengths that there was there was actually something for everyone there. Yeah, and the last one, the Babadook. Oh yeah, I watched the Babadook. That was your homework, uh, obviously. Uh, Initially, the first ten minutes, <laughs> that kid, I could have fucking strangled him. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> that's the thing because it puts you in the, the mum's shoes. Like you actually want to neck him. He's a little dick. I know, but I remember saying to my wife, "Cross, if this keeps up, <laughs> I, I, this is going off." But then, at about ten minutes, they t- twist it into her story. Yeah, and put him on the back burner. Yep, and they did, obviously did it for a reason. They did that first ten minutes for a reason, mm. and once you once the movie picks up, you understand why it was done. Mm. And um, yeah, it was bloody creepy. Yeah, I loved it. Very very creepy, um, especially that sequence where she's laying. She gets pulls the doona over her head. Yeah, and all she hears a, hears the, the voice going, "Babadook," or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just. Pooping in me strides. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I loved the sequence where she was falling asleep in front of the TV. Yeah, and they were splicing shots of the Babadook into the TV show. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, they did some really good. Like that was would have been made for nothing. Like it would have mm. been made for very little. And it's the kind of thing that Australia needs to make more of. Yeah, um, totally. In the film industry, because it was really, really well acted um, by the 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 main female mm. and. 
just very scary. Like yep. Very, very interesting stuff. So really enjoyed that. But that is all I've watched. Plenty of homework. Yeah. You've been really into it the last couple of weeks. I've picked up on a few good ones. Bit, bit more top shelf stuff for you too, Adzie. Not so much. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've, I've gone suicide. I've, I've, I've managed to pull myself out of the <laughs> The doldrums. Homework next week. Dead seven. Oh, no. Yeah, I will not be because I'll have to pay for it. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. pay for Thankfully, it. Thankfully, I didn't have to pay. That was part of the reason I decided it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, get ourselves settled in. Uh, and I'll chuck on the trailer for 1994's Speed. All right, pop quiz. Airport, gunman with one hostage. He's using her for cover. He's almost to a plane. You're 100 feet away. What do you think? Shoot the hostage. What? Go for the good wound and he can't get to the plane with her. Clear shot. You're deeply nuts, you know that? All right, gentlemen, what we have here are 13 passengers in an express elevator. Bomb's already taken out cables. Bomber wants $3 million or he blows the emergency brakes. Anything else that'll keep this elevator from falling? Uh, basement. He can strike anywhere. At any time. Will the mystery guest please sign in? Why are they messing with me? Do they think I'm doing this for fun? <laughs> for LA cop Jack Traven. Tell me again, Harry. Why did I take this job? Come on, 30 more years of this, you get a tiny pension and a cheap gold watch. Cool. The game began. Very exciting, Jack. Some close calls, huh? When someone put the city of Los Angeles to the ultimate test. Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? No. Are you insured? Yeah, why? He's the only solution. We just got a ransom demand from your terrorist. Says he's rigged the city bus. Where's Jack? Where do you think? Stay on or get off. Get off. This is much better. trigger aimed at your head, what do you do? What do you do? Speed. Get ready for rush hour. Speed, directed by Jan de Bont, who handled Twister and The Haunting. I believe he hasn't directed a movie since 2003. Yeah, it's been it was a while. the last uh, Tomb Raider. I think it was a Tomb Raider movie. Mm. Produced by Mark Gordon, Written by Graham Yost, who also wrote a couple of favourites of mine, Broken Arrow and The Last Castle. Stars Keanu Reeves as Jack Traven, Sandra Bullock as Annie, Dennis Hopper as Howard Payne. Now, Dennis is most well-known to us Australians here as um, a guy who, whilst making a movie here, got so pissed whilst driving a car, he was arrested, charged with DUI, 
He was so drunk that he was not allowed to be a passenger <laughs> in a vehicle <laughs> in Australia. That would have been Mad so, Dog Morgan days, wouldn't it? I haven't yeah, heard that story. That's Morgan awesome. Days. So, Dennis, yeah. we salute you, mate. Yeah. Mad Dog Morgan is just legendary for oh. the amount of piss he drank and... Just, yep. uh, yeah, he would even ride at home in Australia, <laughs> in, the Australian, uh, in the Australian culture, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, the box office was, uh, the budget for this was $25 million and the box office was $350 million worldwide. A little bit of trivia, Joss Whedon did uncredited rewrites on the script. That makes sense. Yeah. Quick synopsis, after saving a group of hostages caught in an elevator, a mad bomber decides to go after... LA cop Jack Traven by putting a bomb on a bus that when the bus goes over 50 miles an hour the bomb is armed if it drops below 50 it blows up general thoughts Jared um yeah I love this one <laughs> great don't sound too excited mate yeah well, I'll so just, take um, a deep breath yeah <laughs> it's the best movie I've ever seen <laughs> Well, I just don't know what to say, you know. I'm just, what does Elliot Goldblatt say? I'm going eternally it. <laughs> um, no, it's it's great. It's just, it's really well uh, written for an action flick. I think the strength of it is obviously the setting, like keeping him on the bus, means you've actually got a little, got to get a little bit of character stuff in there, and you've got to get a few of those sort of. Fringe players involved in some way, and I think it did really well with that. But I think I liked the thing I liked the most about it was that a lot of the tactics they use are just stuff you haven't seen in action movies a lot. That's probably got to do with the fact that they were on a bus, <laughs> a runaway bus, but you didn't see a, a lot of the things that they've done in action movies a lot. You didn't feel like there was a lot of repetitiveness. And I'll go into you know a lot more about what I liked about it further down the track but uh, I reckon I settled in at a 4 out of 5 Solid Gibbo uh, Yeah bit more of the same um, I know it's I think it's at like 93% on Rotten Tomatoes I, I don't know if it's that good um, but it's definitely in the upper echelon of like the action movie things it's just it's just got such a good formula um, and we'll obviously talk about you know the die hard uh, ties with all these sorts of things but I think it's just it's just a really well. There are some holes in the plot, which we'll probably get to as well in the dislike part. But going back to what Coxie said, it's really well written for the most part. There's some really original stunts in it and some ideas that obviously you know, the fact that they're on the move really helps with. And there's I don't know. There's there's some other things in there that probably don't work as well as they should. There's some massive continuity things that I never noticed before until I was watching it today. But I mean, other than and you got to you got to swallow those sort of things in action movies. But people don't really care about that shit. But oh yeah, I love it. I think Keanu Reeves, it's, it's one of his better roles. I think his his weird acting style sort of really suits it. Sort of similar to how Neo did. It's just, he's kind of this dispassionate sort of, I'm just going to do my job sort of guy. And I think that sort of works. So yeah, I'll probably give it a four as well, Coxie. I think you're on the money, mate. Mm. You sound as excited be, as I did. Yeah. We seem to be all in agreement because <laughs> yeah. uh, I also give it a four. I think for a really simple premise, like the idea is quite simple. But they ring, they absolutely ring every ounce of suspense they possibly can out of it. And it's all done reasonably real. Like it feels like it's sort of the sort of thing you might actually do if you're in the situation. It, get, get, it goes over the top down the stretch, but you actually care about the characters. So you, you're prepared to let that, that slide. Except the tourist. Um, so you want him to die the whole way through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Bueller <laughs> or Fry or whatever he was, that player. Yeah. Overall, I reckon it's four out of five as well. It's not quite at the top of the tree, but it's just below it. We'll jump into the likes straight up. I actually think that first scene um, involving the elevator, that entire, I would just say it'd be about seven or eight minutes um, of him blowing the elevator and then the police turning up and everything like that mm. and then saving. Not only is that really, really great action cinema, like it, the whole tense sort of feeling of the elevator dropping by levels, you know, you're getting the click, the time, the the clickers going down every time yeah. it drops. The fact that they hook it up to the um, the crane and then the crane buckles and comes loose and it mm. drops in short stages. It's really sort of, you know, keeping you on edge. Yeah, I actually timed it because I thought the same thing, that it was um, – it just keeps you going from the get-go. Like, it flies into it at 100 miles an hour and I timed it right up until they have this sort of confrontation with Hopper and it was 24 minutes. 24 minutes? Like, I – no way, I would have thought 10 max. Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely going so quickly. Yep. But the other thing I was going to say about it is not only does it give you the tense sort of suspense sequences and the action, but it also gives you a little bit of character. Like you get mm. to know that Traven is cocky, confident, a little bit reckless, but good cop. Harry's the brains and a little more sort of step back and let things, you know, take some time. And you understand that Dennis Hopper is basically a psycho. Like, the moment you meet him, he stabs a guy in the neck with a the screwdriver. Mm. And but it also establishes that he's smart. Yeah, yeah. He's got it all covered. Yeah, he's, got he's all not just covered. an idiot. He's, he's a very, very smart. He's definitely a bit um, unhinged. I don't know if it ever establishes why he's a complete nutbag, because he's, he's clearly not all there by the, like, oh, by the stage of this movie. I think the inference for me was maybe something like PTSD or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah it's never, really never, it's never fully established, but no. yeah, he'd obviously been injured on duty and what. Yeah, maybe he didn't get an insurance payout, or he just got you know discharged and didn't get insurance or something like that. But yeah, I think that was kind of what he was getting at. Yeah, they they sort of, pardon the pun, but they speed past all that sort of stuff <laughs> and uh, zing. <laughs> yeah, um, they they don't spend a lot of time on it, but I think it's it doesn't really hurt it. Because no. you kind of get the gist of what's going on with him, um, and you just assume that yeah, something's something's loose up there. Yeah. Gibbo touched on it before about Keanu Reeves. I've always been a reasonable fan of the bike. He's not the greatest actor in the world, but I've always seemed to have liked a lot of his movies. This really works for him. It's a little bit like John Wick. Mm. Yeah, you know, John in John Wick, I really loved him in John Wick, and it's because I think his sort of style suits some of these sort of things. And he's really good in this. He's also surrounded by a really good cast. Like Dennis Hopper, Sandra Bullock, Jeff Daniels, Joe Morton. Joe Morton. The, the poor man's Danny Glover. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what he is. Was, um, only, only just, this time around, I only just sort of put it together that that was Miles Dyson. Yeah. <laughs> a whole time I've been watching it. The thing it about a guy like that. that is, yeah, okay, he's, he's not going to have the, uh, the credibility of, say, Danny Glover. But he's going to come in, he's going to do a, great, do a really job. good job, yeah. yeah. And he does. Yeah, I think um, Gibbo hit it on the head before. Like, I had the same thing written in the notes, is that it, he's fine in this role because it actually suits the kind of the character that they've put together, that sort of cold demeanour and the stone-faced delivery and the cool under pressure. That, that, it just makes him look cool under pressure and yeah. it suits the job description, basically. And I think he actually has really good chemistry with... 
Sandra Bullock and Jeff Daniels. Like they they seem to bounce off each other really well. Mm. And of course Hopper is you know. Hopper, he's just you know frothing at the mouth and going over the top and everything like that, but it really works here. Oh, his his laugh before he when he uh, goes into the parking lot at the end of the first sequence, and he just before he supposedly blows up, his evil laugh there is one of the corniest. Like I'm an evil guy, listen to me laugh about doing something bad things in a, in a movie ever. It's hilarious. He's like ah, mm. <laughs> and he just runs out. The I thing. personally love that he's cons- laughing because he's walking into a car park and he's not allowed to drive or be a passenger in the vehicle based on his previous. <laughs> I'm so impressed. <laughs> I also love the conversation they have where he's got Jeff Daniels by the neck and he's going, "Go ahead, shoot me!" And yeah, they're all talking a bit of tough stuff and. And Hopper just goes, oh, we've all got massive balls here, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking yeah, of massive balls, too, I think I, I forget, forgot to mention this earlier on, but when, when those two, uh, when Jeff Daniels and Keanu's characters are on their way to that scene, they turn up in their police car and they come over a hill and I reckon they're about 40 feet in the air just driving through the city. It's like they go off a quarter pipe. It's ridiculous. There's no Watch way you would do it. that. I actually had that as one of my few dislikes. Oh, did you? I was, I was like, what, yeah. like, what did they drive off to do that? Yeah, yeah you yeah. can just imagine it. Yeah. It's like, we oh, know that... Where's Travin and Cope? <laughs> we know that... The Dukes of Hazzard here. Yeah, we know that they're responding pretty fast, but we were going to get all the action we needed once they got inside the building. We didn't actually need... Yeah, it was just for that. no reason. He just does that and he lands and just does a little... <laughs> just like skids and then out uh, We did that. <laughs> we were going quickly, mate. We were trying to work this through. Having the bus blow up to kick off the second conflict mm. and to start, you know, where he's, he's sort of getting a coffee and that and talking to the bus driver and then it blows up, it's a really great way to kick things into gear because, yeah. once again, it shows that Hopper is just a loose cannon. He just does not give a rat's ass and he just blows up a bus to, to get his attention. Yeah. Mm. No, and I think that's a really, really good way to kick it off. Yeah, it really the shot of the bus the too is... Straight off the bat. The sh- the shot of the bus too is super, super memorable. Like the bus driving off, and then the camera sort of spinning around yeah. Keanu until you can see the bus behind him down the road, and then boom! Yeah, like, bloody really, really good, really um, well done. And, and just to sort of put a point on um, this from the technical standpoint, the, I reckon this is one of the cleanest and best directed action films I've seen. There's almost no shaky cam. It's just so well. It's so well done. Yeah, it's yeah. so. Beautifully filmed. And it's no, funny to say that about an action movie, but it is. It's just so well filmed. There's just no dead spots either. Yeah. Like he's done, he's done such a good job that you were just for two hours you were just on the edge of your seat. I mean, I've watched ninety minute movies that I dragged more than this. You know, like he's just everything was at fever pitch basically. You're yeah. just right up. There and the usually when it's at fever pitch, it can it can stay there for a little while. And then it invariably drops off. For, for the most part, this manages to hang in, and I think that's a that's a very big um, big uh, kudos to the director and the writer, because I think the direction is just fantastic. Yeah, well, it's obviously his, his strength. So he's a cinematographer on Die Hard and all that sort of stuff. Like the actual shooting part is is his real strength, and maybe not so much getting more out of the actors, but yeah, the actual visuals is where his his talent lies, and he makes the most of it for sure. Yeah, and I guess that's part of the reason why you hire such a good cast. You've got the money to hire a good cast who will do a job, whether whether they're being directed well or not. Yeah. From an acting standpoint, I don't think they're being directed badly, but this is a visual movie. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying he's bad. About it's about making that, it look it's great. It's definitely yeah. not his wheelhouse. That, that side, it's, it's mainly just yeah, making exactly. it look nice. And... 
There's no shaky cam. There's no real just lazy oh. quick cuts to try and make things more hectic than they are. It's just all tactile, yeah. you know, really good viewing. So, mm. I guess yeah. There's not a lot of punch ups in it. So there's one. That's one good way to get it. Get rid of some of the shaky cam because that's what they have a tendency to do these days. But oh man, geez, the bus is going fifty miles. What is it? That's about eighty k's an hour. The bus is going that the whole movie. And everything just seems steady, even when they're outside the bus. Like, yeah, it's a real testament to the work that's gone into that. I actually had a like about it's the writing again. The reason for targeting Jack, it's actually set up well mm. because you know, in the course of his job, he interfered with with the plan, and then next thing you know, it's all it's all targeted at you. I mean, shit. Die Hard's only done that once in five movies. Yeah, I know. Like the actual, the, the fact that this guy had a plan that got interfered with and it's just good old-fashioned revenge, you know. I'm yeah. going to target you and put you right in the shit now. Yeah. I actually thought that was quite good. It's another one of those things where, okay, if you think too much about it, there's probably a little bit, there's, there's a lot to have to, to have to happen to get him in those situations. But just copying it, and letting a little bit of that that slide, it, it works really well for the movie. Yeah, and it's you know have, it's good reason for this guy to be caught up in everything. I'd agree with that. I also think what I, one thing I really love about this movie is they put the the ticking clock on everything. You're constantly caught up in time frames. You know, mm. like the bus blows up, and then um, Howard Payne says to him on the phone. Yeah, I want my money by eleven o'clock, and he looks at his watch and he realizes he's got three hours to get the get to the bus, get on it, make this change. So the clock's ticking there. Yep. Then later on, the clock's ticking on the fuel. Once he punches the fuel tank, they've only got a certain amount of time to refuel the truck. Yep. They've got all these ticking clocks happening constantly throughout, and yeah. usually you can't even get one ticking clock to go. With. <laughs> Yet this manages to get three or four of them juggling three or four ticking clocks at the same time. Yeah. And it's really, really um, effective. Even the finale, the train is basically a ticking yeah, yeah. clock. You know, they're yeah, running out of track. Finite amount of time. Yeah. yeah that exactly. was a bit of a wank though. Like the highway's not finished, the tra- tracks yeah. are not finished. But then again, That's in my dislikes. So I'll get to that. Well, yeah, apparently that road, that road in LA was legitimately not finished. For, it was like four years behind schedule and stuff like that. And they actually just finished it just before this movie was shot. <laughs> and then they to do the bus jump. They actually digitally, digitally removed where the road was that they yeah. jumped over. But yeah, that road legitimately was not finished for pretty much the whole time they were shooting. So there yeah, you go. still a little bit I of a contrivance though for both of those bits oh, to be honest. But I, I dare say the bus could not have legitimately got over it the way it did. But no, no, <laughs> we'll 100%. let that slide. <laughs> There's no reason. The other. The other thing know, last movie, time, you know, the last couple of times I've driven on a flat road, I've never just launched twenty feet into the air. Well, the front of the the front of the bus goes up like it's catapult. And it's funny because when they're driving the bus, they're looking at the end of the road and there's nothing there, and then it shows the shot where it's jumping and there's clearly a ramp. It's just yeah, like, oh, yeah. okay, guys, just not even going to try and hide that. Then that's good. Yeah. They try to explain that away by going, oh, it's a it's an interchange, so there might be a, an incline. Yeah, yeah, but there's not. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> she's flat. To go along with all the ticking clocks and stuff that they put in. They do what a really good action movie should, and that is make the obstacles more and more difficult as we mm. go along. Starts off at a certain level, then next thing you know, we're jumping buses over fifty foot gaps <laughs> and shit like that. So we ramp up the what he's up against, yeah. and I think that's that. That's the mark of a really good action film. 
Yep. You put them. You put the the main character in 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 the shit, but it's got to be shit that legitimately you may not make it out of. Mm. And they do that pretty well. Yeah, I, I actually think a few of the smaller sort of story beats as well are one of the best things about the movie. I think the the way that they continually, like you said, the the way that he. It, one thing just rolls into the next, you know, the way that he punctures the gas tank when he's trying to save himself and he's mm. not thinking about it. The way that Dennis Hopper drops the wildcat line mm. and it sort of pays off later. I was thinking to myself initially, I didn't, I didn't really like the fact that he dropped the line. But then, you know, if you watch sort of any of these crime shows or read up on, on sort of criminals that have been caught and stuff like There's that, that is actually, yeah. that's something that happens. A mistake, you know. You know a, lot of these, a lot of these people... Uh, have egos that end up being their downfall. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the fact that he dropped one word in there thinking, ha ha, I'm smarter than you guys and you'll never figure it out. It's, I, I, I could cop that. Yeah. So I, I sort of got past that and I thought that's actually a really, a really good way of, you know, dropping, he's watching you, but having them take time to figure it out. Then you've got um, the, the, you know, the loop, the video loop. Yeah. And the way that he figures it out is because one idiot puts their bag down and, yeah. Uh, like, these are things that we just we don't see a lot in these action movies, yeah. and they they were a real strength of it. The way that they continued to sort of throw these at you. My favourite was the the bin when he's waiting for the money. Yeah, it's so simple to say that he's fucking cut a hole under the bin yeah. somehow. It would have taken him some time, yeah. but he had three years to work through this yeah. plan. Yeah. It's so simple, but you, I never thought about it. I never ever thought about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I really liked. Those sort of little little beats all the way through that just kept us going and rolling into the next thing. Yeah, I agreed. I think the best scene in the movie, for me personally, is when he tries to disarm the bomb using the little cart. Yeah. I think that's really, really impressive all the way through, including what's going on in the bus. That, that yeah, he's made this connection with these people and they're actually worried about what, what's happened to him. Like, where is he? Like, they're, they're looking for him and she's all worked up about it. She mm. gets the shits with him, remember, when he comes back up? Yeah, she hits him and, and hurts him. She starts yeah. belting him. Yeah, you know? yep. So, we, not only do we get the action stuff, it's really suspenseful. And then, to add to that, we add the wrinkle of, of just puncture the fuel tank. Yep. But... The people in the bus actually give a shit about the bloke. Mm. Just like you in the audience, you're supposed to be looking at him going, when, when, when the little dolly that he's on gets hit and he comes off it, yeah. you're supposed to, the audience is supposed to go, oh, shit. You yeah, know, like, and it's just, it's a and very... And you do, you almost, you take a breath almost. Like it's a you, very, it's a few very minor sort of interactions that really kind of ground you and make you care about all of them. You know, the, the bit where Ortiz and, and the, the tourist <laughs> start... Yeah yapping at each other and talking about who's more important and who's got kids and then the other guy starts getting involved and, um, you know, the way Keanu deals with him when he gets on the bus. All these little interactions build up to a moment like that where they actually give a shit about him, you give a shit about watching them and you want yeah. him to survive. Like, yeah. It's all... And look, there are, some, there are some problems with some of those characters, which I had in my dislikes, but it's more, um, I think, from a stilted acting perspective, there's a couple of shit actors on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you Not know, including Keanu. You know, they all seem to be going to normal jobs. None of them were going to acting auditions. Yeah, that's on correct. <laughs> None of them were. So, yeah, I really think that that's, that's a major reason why this movie's been very successful and mm. very well thought of. Bouncing off your acting thing, I think Sandra Bullock... Should get a like of her own. Yeah. She's 
brilliant. She's just so likable. Oh, yeah. I was just going to really, say the exact really same. Really I think it's the most likable role she's ever had. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've I've always liked her in a lot of her movies. She's very, she comes across as very likable just in general. Mm. But this is, you know, this Top is the, the reason why she's a star, I think. What about Speed 2? Not oh, Speed 2. What a pile. <laughs> Uh, stay tuned for Speed Day. <laughs> Should we have Speed Week? <laughs> Once you're fully settled into the grind, give out. We're having Speed Week. Speed Week, Shark Week, all the weeks. Shark Week. Oh, mate, I can't wait. Pieces Week. <laughs> no, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> Harry's death raises the stakes again, another mm-hmm. notch. Because he was the brains, and, and Hopper even says it to him. Mm. We all know he was the brains behind this whole, this outfit yeah. of yours. It's the, the one thing when he's on the bus. He can't yeah. do anything about it, yeah. Like the, roles, the roles are reversed. Yeah. Bullock's the one telling him we can get through this when he's been doing it to her the whole movie. Yeah. I yeah. like that. I thought that was just a nice touch. And Jeff Daniels, because he does such a good job, and as far as the performance is concerned, you get start to like the guy. Mm. Um, when he dies, it's, yeah, it's a little disappointing. Especially when he's sitting in the office, you know, he's not on the, the main the main sort of situation. He's not on it. He's sort of in the peripheral. Yeah. So it, it hits a bit that he, he gets killed. Yep. I do like the fact that once in their first encounter, he wired himself with the explosives and then um, he grabbed a hostage and Keanu shot the hostage and sort of cocked it all up, cocked, it, cocked up the plan. You know, he couldn't hang on to him. And then when we get down in the... Um, in the subway with Sandra Bullock, he's put the, he's learned from his fuck up, and he actually says something of that nature. And now she's wired with the explosives. Yeah. So the hostage is now covered, so he can't shoot the hostage. It doesn't matter if he shoots the hostage. So I thought that was a nice little touch that was thrown in. Mm. Yeah, it's all it all like I was saying, everything just seems to roll into the next. It all mm. feeds into, and it, I mean even that that end scene when they sort all that out. Again, something so simple as he doesn't have the key. I wasn't even thinking about it because mm. everything else was going on. And you, right. you're kind of celebrating it, and then you're like, oh, fuck, here we go again. Yeah, when they and say that, your heart really sinks That's in that scene. It's actually it really well. He's like, I don't have the key. And then they're just both like panicking and trying to break that pole uh, and stuff. It, it's really well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I thought it was just a, the perfect little ending. It's just you, who you doesn't love to see a villain get his head knocked off? <laughs> <laughs> It reminded, me of a, it reminded me of a, you know, a Friday the 13th special <laughs> effects. <laughs> Jason punching Julius's head off or something. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the perfect way to end it. It's because they, they can't be matched up physically, mm. but then they're fighting on top of a train, so it evens the score a little bit. Yeah. Oh, Hopper's flogging nice, the shit out of him at the, for the yeah. most way through that fight. And it was yeah. a kind of nice, you know, it was a nice little, it was a clever way to end it because the entire movie he's been going on about how smart he is yeah. and then the thing that he loses is his, his, his brain. <laughs> it takes it clean off. And I do like the fact that he, he quips, I'm taller than you. Or, you know, I'm, he kept saying, I'm smarter than you, I'm smarter than you. Yeah. He loses his head and he goes, yeah, but I'm taller. Yeah, yeah. That was good. That's probably it from the likes in my department. Anyone else got anything else they want to throw in there? No, I think I think we covered most of it. Yeah, I, pretty much all of it. Most I of the just stuff had it. Notes is now uh, dislikes left. So yeah, yeah. I, I probably just had a quick note about the the dialogue. A couple of really good lines. Yeah. Um, it's uh, not as it's not as endlessly quotable as some of these movies, but it yeah. does have a few really good quotes. And and Hopper and 
Hopper delivers some really good yeah. work. It doesn't quite have the, you know, if it bleeds, we can kill it, or no. yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, or any of that. But I think it's it's nicely pitched the whole way. Yeah. Yep. And I do love Jay Morton's comment, though, when he, he finds out the, the road's missing, and he goes, you're all fucking fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit of sort of simple, <laughs> simple work. Okay, dislikes. Mine, there's a few in the acting, uh, in the lesser acting range for me. Are these all on the bus? There's some of them on the bus. Can we can we try and guess? Can we try and guess for the Uh, bus people? Okay. The guy who pulls the gun. Yeah. (laughs) He is absolutely atrocious. He's awful. The tourist. And. No, I actually reckon the tourist is pretty good because he does what he's meant to do. Maybe he is. He's just. I would say the guy. The guy that. has the sort of longish hair and the little little yeah, beard. Yeah. Occasionally get the grease because up. I don't have a wife and kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, the woman who tries to get out. Yeah, oh, Annie. Yeah. Oh no, not up. Annie. Uh, what's her Next name? to Annie. Yeah, she's a, she's yeah. hopeless. Is she the one from the Frighteners? Is she the woman from I the? Frighteners? I've so. seen her in other stuff. Yeah. She always plays a crazy old lady. Basically, I think she was impressive. Definitely got that look about her, and that's one of the things yeah. I learned from this movie. If you're going to be caught in like a hostage or, or a dangerous situation. Don't do it with an old lady because they're just going to put everyone else at risk when they freeze up. Because the old lady, the old lady in the elevator, get rid just, of the old people. Oh mate, I was going to say that the lady in the elevator just completely like she's like, no, I'm not getting out. You, you know, you guys need to come in and get me and shit. And I was like, fuck off, wanker! Like, get out of the elevator. And then the, the lady on the bus was like, yeah, I hope he's all blow up. Here I go. So yeah, she got what she deserved. So Jack Straight needs the back to jump wheel. on the bus. Jack needs to jump on the next bus and yeah. say, "Old people last. You old guys people get to out." <laughs> Although in saying that, they do shuffle the two oldies off on the uh, when they're doing the escape. The two, uh, the two, uh, the elderly couple there shuffle, shuffle their way across. Person. Next bus, he says, "Old people, tuck and roll. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're not coming down for fifty miles an hour." And bad <laughs> actors, you can just hit the emergency exit and jump off the bus there. Stick I your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll tell you the other one that shat me. The guy he. Nicks the car from Yeah Get on the bus Yeah That guy is mugging it up yeah. A tree I actually didn't think He was too bad For what he had to do But the problem was He just talked too much Yeah he, There was he too many going, Oh, oh man too oh, my new car, my Jaguar, my... Like, yeah. He has a great he, he line though He has one great line Where line. Keanu's like Oh I'm going to get on the bus He's like oh, Yeah 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 You get on the bus Yeah man Realise he can get him Out of his car He is mugging And giving me All sorts of there's one bit where he says, take the wheel. And he's there going, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, come on. Um, I, actually, I believe um, he returns at speed too, doesn't he? Oh, I've, I've scrubbed that from memory, mate. I can't remember. I saw, last time I saw it was about 15 years ago. I'm pretty sure he, he returns. Far out. You're not going to make me watch it again. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not going back to that. You know we are. Okay, what else? What else did we think? Well, I had um, Gibbo, Gibbo uh, jumped it early. Again, excuse the pun, I didn't mean to go there, but when the car comes flying. <laughs> into the, You're on fire, mate. Flying into the... Yeah, Wordplay. When, when, the, when the car comes flying out, you know, it's just a routine response to, <laughs> routine to a situation. Response. And that one, the one car just seems to have bloody rockets on the bottom of it or something. Routine response but requires uh, 200 mile an hour. <laughs> Aerial <laughs> assault. But, yeah, the, when they're in the, the, the whole elevator situation, they cut to a bloke, and I can't remember if he was with Joe Morton or not, 
But the guy says, usually they fall down now. And he delivers it in like a joking oh, yeah, tone. Yeah. yeah. And then they just <laughs> cut cut to the next bit. And I just sat there for a second going, hang on. I rewound it. Yeah, yeah. He said, usually they fall down now. Was that supposed to be a joke? Yeah, or like, yeah, I it's a know joke. What... It's poor taste. <laughs> Oh, Normally we'd have about 20 corpses by now. What's going on? This is shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, you know, they, they haven't even kicked it yet. You're joking about that they should be dead. Usually we'd be muffing this lot up. Yeah. <laughs> with a, come on, mate, a bit of class, jeez. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't know... I didn't know what to make of it. I didn't know whether we were supposed to be laughing at it or <laughs> someone was supposed to, you know... I don't think give we him were, a, somehow. Give him a whack and say, shut up, you idiot, or something like that. Yeah, oh, I didn't get You that mentioned one. the guy who pulls the gun. Yep. And maybe it's because of the acting. And I know he's there to get Sandra Bullock in the, behind the wheel. Like, mm. that's, the, that's the, the little plot device that gets yep. her behind the wheel. But it kind of comes across as really silly. Mm. I don't know why... It, because I've seen the movie a million times and it never sort of jumped out at me until I watched it like this morning and I just thought, this is kind of dumb. Like, it, we, there's probably another way it could have been done a little bit more economically. He could have had a heart attack or something like that. I don't know. Well, the big guy, but, yeah. there should have been more grief put on the Gigantor character. Like, Keanu was clearly dealing with the situation. He'd already calmed him down and then the big bloke decides oh, to right. take it <laughs> in his own hands and shoots the bus driver. Yeah. Like, the situation yeah. was in hand and he just... Like, there should have been more of, like, the, what the fuck did you do that for, you wanker? Like, he, he oh, really thought, blew that up when it didn't need to be. Well, mm. once they opened the doors, I thought, it's friggin' Blanker from Street Fighter driving the bus, <laughs> so maybe he could have just accidentally electrocuted himself. Oh, mate, <laughs> how about the crenellated forehead on that bloke? He is the missing link. Fair income. I think his forehead is what they used to jump the car and the bus in the movie. It's amazing. Give up, give up. He's got, he hasn't got a forehead. He's got a five head. He, he does, mate. It's amazing. <laughs> it's bloody ridiculous. The moment that door opens, it's like, ah! Yeah, I, I would not get on that bus. I'm like, this brick's going to eat me. Yeah, I'll wait for the next one, mate. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you hit something spot on there, though, Gibbo, that I, I didn't, didn't sort of uh, oh, you're welcome, mate. think about was the was Ortiz. Yeah. I, wouldn't you have just been saying... Fuck, you can jump off the bus yeah. now, mate. Thanks very much. You've yeah. really just screwed us over there. He does. Yeah, he all kind, under he kind of gets involved in the situation when he shouldn't. But and in it, the end, he's kind of a bit of a, the feel-good story. The yeah. End. He sort of gets a little bit of a redemption thing going on. and I think that that was probably a little unnecessary. But I guess, again, that particular scene is for a plot device only. It's yeah. to get Sandra Bullock in behind the wheel. Yeah. And... However you do that, it's probably always going to be a little bit clunky. Yeah. Because if he suddenly goes, ah, that's, that's a fucking heart attack or something, <laughs> randomly, that's just as clunky. Yeah, now that you've said it, when you mentioned yeah. that, I was just going to quietly say, no, no, mate. That was, that's yeah, a no, like, how else would you get him out of the seat? Well, yeah. the heart attack can, they, could work, though. If, you know, County mentions there's a bomb on the bus, and he's like, oh, fuck, <laughs> clutches his chest. And, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that could fly. Yeah, there's it's a bomb on the bus. The, uh, the driver blows up. Oh, sorry, there was two. <laughs> That's gone. Um, <laughs> someone else just jump in the driver's seat, please. Like, yeah, there could have been there, there could have been a number of ways to do it, but I just think they would have probably all been pretty clunky. Yeah, I think what they ended up with probably was the best okay. of a bad bunch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they they just, I think it's just one of those things. I think it's one of those things where they just got a round table and said, "Look, everything's pretty tight, but how are we going to work around this?" <laughs> and someone just said, "Just do it quick." Yeah. Just, Shoot, Bang, have him shoot, shot gone. due to a, you know. Yeah. And, and I get the idea of 
here's a cop yelling to stop the bus and this guy's got a criminal record, he's going to freak out. Mm. He just happens to have a gun on him, though. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it, it, it just kind of, it just, it's a little clunky. Even though it looks, it actually looks really cool and it, it ramps up the stakes again, but that jumping of the bus is just... <laughs> Impossible to swallow. It's well, inexplicable. Yeah, physics tell yeah. you that's physically not a thing. Yeah. the physics side of it's just so hard to swallow. Mm. And at the way it's shot, as you say, you can see a ramp just as the, the cut is happening. Yeah, um, from the front on, and then the end shot is it's sort of like a feather floats <laughs> over the top and then just lands on the other yeah. side instead of dropping like the massive hunk <laughs> of steel that it actually is. <laughs> hit the ground and all those wheels all those tyres were just gone pop everything's gone well the yeah. thing is they actually Funny did axle. jump they did actually do that stunt though they actually built a you know, custom bus for it with special shocks and stuff and they actually did the jump and the sure. problem was the bus went too high it actually in the shot it actually come <laughs> what did it have a fucking the top of the really the top of the bus is actually out of shot on the on the on the shot that they got that they actually used in the movie you can see it because it actually goes yeah. way higher than they thought it would um, and then on the first jump they actually had to do the stunt twice because on the first jump it actually landed too cleanly, and they weren't happy with it. They thought it didn't look realistic. So, fuck me dead. That bloke can jump up past, I tell you. Yeah, bloody oath. I'll, I'll tell you my big bugbear. Yeah. Why do you take Annie to the money drop? Oh, okay. So this is, I was Why? Gonna, this is yeah. one of my big well, ones. In what it's world a, is that a good idea? It's a classic. This is one of the big things because the whole, the know. actual original cut of the movie was just the bus part and the studio. Find, the studio, yeah, yeah. Something. They they wanted. They said, ah, look, no one wants to just watch people on a bus. So we need something else. So they went and they did the subway sequence and tacked it on at the end and they said, yep, good, we'll go ahead with it. So the whole anything being at that drop, which is completely inexplicable. It would never happen. She would have been in hospital uh, getting treated yeah. for shock and all sorts of shit. But that, that's why. But even yeah. if they were having a drop, that was a police operation. Yeah. You don't need the, the girl who drove the bus. No. Nah. Oh, can I come? Yeah, all right. We'll it's, take you along. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, we're on our way to the hospital. Can Stupid. you just come and do this money drop with us and we'll just take it? Like, no way. There's no chance that happens. Yeah, that and, was... And this is where... That's that, probably the big... Big data. That's the thing that pushes this out of the top realm. Yeah. Our big, you know, five out of fivers, they're much tighter across the board, like all the way across the board. The script doesn't take those liberties that often, whereas this takes a liberty like that and it's kind of really silly. And I can see why it's happened because they did tackle an ending that they probably didn't necessarily want to have. In a movie of a lot of really silly things that you have to cop, really, if you get down to it, that was the only one where you thought, yeah, hey, when you really sort of went, oh. even the bus, you kind of had a, had a chuckle when it sails through the air, but then as soon as it hits the ground, you're still you're in. But you're I copped that. I I always copped it. It's in the dislikes only because it's physically impossible. Yeah, exactly, and that's <laughs> but exactly I what I copped mean. it because I I was in the I was right in the rapture yeah, of the whole you, movie. But this one, this is the only one where you just think, hang on, she wouldn't be there. Well, I kind of think that really? with the, the puncturing of the fuel tank too. I mean, you, you mentioned it before, Adzi, but I think it's a bit of a wank too. Like the rest of the time that he's under the bus, he's holding on to big bars and pipes and stuff like that. And then for some reason whips out a screwdriver and sticks it in the fuel tank instead of just holding on to the pipes he's been holding on to previously. I, I didn't... Yeah, I did notice well, they that. Did drop the, they did drop the little uh, thing previously um, when he jams the elevator door open and... The little, uh, what do you call it? The leather man or the all-purpose yeah. knife thing. Um, it was a little bit of the Chekhov's again. You know, yeah, they put it on screen, so of course you th- thought, you know, yeah, that's a little bit unusual. Think, if come if back I'm about later. to fall and go under the wheel of a bus, the first thing I'm thinking is I'm going to stab this bit of steel into this other bit of steel to save myself. That's, that's not where I'd go. Yeah. I'd be grabbing for anything else, really. But 
yeah, that's the other plot device they needed to happen. They needed the click ticking clock of, yeah. the, of the fuel tank. So. Yeah, really. You expected him to do that and jam the knife into it and then, in the other hand, rip out a solo can yeah. and the action band <laughs> song starts playing. Or whatever. Um, my only other like, oh, sorry, dislike, we talked about briefly was I felt that the, the non-finished train track is derivative of what was already had already happened. Yeah. It's a little yeah. bit lazy. It's almost repeating. Yeah, and what Gibbo said makes it sort of make a little bit of sense yeah. in that way that they just sort of whipped that together, together and added it onto the end. And I think sending the train bursting up the up the field a million miles an hour was slightly over the top as it crashes out into the street. You know, I thought that was a little bit over the top, but that's probably it for me in the dislikes. Well, can you, there wasn't can, anything else. Can you explain to me really why went. he could speed the train up, but he couldn't just slow it down? I get that the emergency brake was shot and didn't work, but he clearly had control of the speed of the train. Why could he not just slow it down instead of... I, I didn't get that yeah, part did they all. Did they mention anything? I, I, well, no, he, the, I, I didn't think... Yeah, I think Gibbo, what Gibbo said, I think they tried to explain it with the emergency brakes, but... But then just slow the train yeah. down and, you know, jump yeah. out when it gets down to walking so speed or something. So it basically yeah. just dawdles I thought the emergency brakes were emergency, so you yeah. still had your other Basically, brakes. Keanu's <laughs> default setting is if something bad's going to happen, do it at a million miles an hour. Just speed up the bus, we'll jump the gap. Speed up the train, we'll jump the tracks. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So my, my feeling was that was just a little bit over the top, but it's kind of the only – that's probably the end of my dislikes. I, I didn't have anything else, and I, and I feel that they're minor in I've the scheme of things. I've got one more. you got one more? It's, it's kind of large. Ooh. In the end, they should have just given him $3 million. Because they destroyed $3 million worth of property? They, they destroyed a plane, which would have cost more than $3 million in the end. <laughs> There's going to be a few lawsuits coming from the majority of cars that were run off the road and crashed into each other and stuff. Okay, insurances will cover some of that, but I think there'll be a few people, you know, upset. They possibly lost as many lives as they did on the bus, given that Harry's team gets blown to shit in the house. (laughs) The woman drops off the bus anyway. And I suggest maybe one or two of those car accidents might have sort of led to something larger. Plus the bus driver gets blown Um, up at the start. Yeah, so in the end... Just give him the $3 million and he's on a plane to Mexico. I love how $3 million was made out like it was this insurmountable sum. Too. It's like, oh, mate, we're going to need a couple of days to roll that together. Most people carry that in their pocket these days. Like, $3 million, bucks, mate. And then he, then he ramps up to 3.7 because I guess he's got, like, a bit of, you know, he's got a bit of interest on it for the three years that he's been yeah. working extra. So um, I, only had, exactly. I only had one other little one, and it's, it's a continuity issue. When uh, Jeff Daniels gets – when uh, Keanu shoots him, he shoots him clearly in his left leg. And then he turns yes. up at the medal ceremony and he's limping on the wrong leg. And then he goes to the <laughs> office and he's limping on the other leg again. There's, like, how does the continuity person... That's, so, like, so they have people whose job that is. That, that, was, that wasn't happening, yeah. Oh, it's that's, atrocious. That's, that's pretty poor. That's a massive one, yeah. There's a lot of those. There's a lot of little continuity things in there, like, you know, signs on the you side of the bus that get knocked off and then all of a sudden they're back on there in the bumper bar. And yeah. I think he like could have put a cross in permanent marker on his leg. Or yeah, just it's that one, Jeff. No, 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 not that one. The other one. <laughs> but that's the sort of thing you'd expect Jeff Daniels to be like, okay, now hang on, I got shot. I should know this for this next scene when I've got a yeah. limp and I've got to walk with a cane. Maybe I should know which leg I need to do. But right. I guess when some of these movies get shot, they get shot out of sequence. And so sometimes you might, he might have got. Nah, sorry. Yeah, but you would think that when you're getting paid a, a large sum, large sum of money, you should go which leg you got you shot should, Yeah, you would yeah. probably think that there would be something to tell you it's this one. Well, you'd think there's somebody on set who's there's going, two legs. <laughs> yeah. that one, mate. Yeah. Anyone else got any other dislikes? No, that was it. 
No, the only other thing I was going to ask you, like you mentioned the, the plane getting blown up. It's a good thing that wasn't a full jumbo because they're like, oh, we saved the 12 <laughs> yeah, people exactly. on the bus and there goes 220 <laughs> on a jumbo jet. No worries. It's a career. Thankfully, it's a career uh, <laughs> yeah. jet of some Yeah, it's a freight. You just lost a few letters. Yeah, that, that actual, yeah, that's a fictional a few freight. a couple of parcels, a bit of FedEx went up. Th- that fictional freight <laughs> company is actually the same one used in Die Hard 2 when the guys have got the, the freight um, trucks that they're using and stuff like that. It's, it's a made-up thing that oh, Yarn yeah. the Bot's used in a couple of his things. So there's, there's oh, a couple okay. little Easter there eggs go. there. So nice. Well, that's it for speed. There must have been a pilot on there. Sure, no, it was being towed. It was being towed by a little Thank tug thing. Christ. Yeah, a stowaway. Nah, I maybe somebody. You know, one of the cleaners decided to have a nap in one of the seats while he was supposed to. Be. Or Nicholas yeah, Cage sure, might look, be in the wheel arch. Look, <laughs> I'm chalking it up to two to three. <laughs> I don't know where they were, but there's two to three down, down there. <laughs> yeah, the police would have seen that. The, the, obviously, the SWAT team would have seen that as just general collateral damage. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a break and then come back. We're going to talk about diehard ripoffs because, you know, speed was considered diehard on a bus. So we're going to go through a few of the uh, the diehard ripoffs that are out there. So I'll take, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and cover that off. Okay, Die Hard ripoffs. The original Die Hard was out in 89. There have been, I don't know how many, but there's easily probably 30 or 40, you'd reckon, who have used a similar template or have used a, a template that involves something that came from Die Hard, the old one person against a, in a, in a small space against a, a group of bad guys. Speed was considered one of those. It was Die Hard on the bus. And it, of course, was one of the better ones. But we trawled the net and found a few, both the good and the bad, I guess you'd call, and the ugly. (laughs) And we're going to go through a couple of the ones that came out. Now, the first one I've got on the list here is obviously Under Siege. Die Hard (laughs) on a boat. Possibly Seagal's best film. Uh, fair to say that I reckon it's my favourite of his. And as far as diehard ripoffs go, one of the best. Yep. Yeah. Right? I think it's it's definitely a very good film. Um, it works well in the in the template, the diehard template. And it, and it has Erica Eleniak. <laughs> Jared, I was about to say Correct. it has Erica Eleniak's boobs. So that's more important. <laughs> okay. Go. It's good to see your priorities are high, fellas. Mate, well, you know what yeah. my priorities are, mate. Speaking of Die Hard specifically, in I think it was in the early nineties, they decided to put out one called Skyscraper. Now, it was Die Hard, I believe, in a building. So it was basically Die, die Hard. hard. <laughs> but they, this was the, the producers of this one decided to swap Bruce Willis out for Adam Nicole Smith <laughs> and drop the budget from tens of millions to hundreds of thousands. <laughs> Still too much money. Haven't seen it. Anyone here caught this little gem? Oh, fuck no. Uh, no way. Strangely enough, no. Yes. Uh, I suggest we've seen the original Die Hard. I don't think we need to see another one <laughs> covering the same plot line. That's uh, uh, obviously 
not as well made, possibly. Mm. Sudden death is also a favourite of mine. Die hard in a hockey rig. Yes. Another Jean good one. Claude? I would actually probably say again, I reckon this is probably my personal Jean Claude favourite. Yeah. I, I'm a time cop man. Yeah, time cop's all right. This is the one if, if I had to pick a, a JCVD to watch, I'd probably watch this one. Yeah, I mean, it's really entertaining. It's silly as all fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do love the fact that he gets out on the ice. <laughs> In the movie, yeah, uh, but it's and plays. fun. Yeah, he does play NHL standard. <laughs> he probably <laughs> fly, probably fly kicked right, the puck, didn't he? Didn't he? <laughs> but it's worth a watch. Yeah. Sudden death. It's definitely one to watch. Now, this is where one that Jared's a big fan of. <laughs> I don't think anybody here's seen it, but Jared's probably going to be right into this one. It's called Command Performance, <laughs> and it's Die Hard at a rock concert. Yeah. Written, produced, and starring Dolph Lundgren as the drummer. And, and directed by. <laughs> yeah. And I believe he played his own drums as well. Did he? Mm. He can do anything. He can do anything. Whether he can do it well is another, <laughs> another story. Well, he, he, he must have been able to play the drums reasonably well because he can't direct acting <laughs> right very well. Um, sorry, uh, Dolph, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't seen that one either. So, sorry, guys. I, I feel like I'm letting it down. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know how this has escaped my clutches for so long. <laughs> Do you know what? When I read the list and saw it, immediately we went to iTunes looking for it. Oh, Jesus. You're a real worry, yeah, mate. I'm going to find this and I'm going to watch it as soon as I can. <laughs> I think it's probably on YouTube. I missed it. I don't know how. Like it, it, it just. I didn't come across it. And this game in the last. I know. And then in the last, uh, I reckon the last six months, I've seen mention of it three or four times. And every time I've seen it, I've seen a little bit more about it. And I just want to see it. <laughs> I want to see the whole thing. <laughs> uh, it's funny because Dolph Lundgren decided he's had two goes at this cherry. He had a second one called Detention. Which is Die Hard in a school. Oh. He plays a teacher who's looking after detention for the evening, and then a bunch of criminals looking to hide some cocaine in the school. <laughs> sounds plausible. <laughs> <laughs> Did Dolph write this one too? Because it sounds like a real gem. <laughs> no, he didn't. But once again, I want to see it. Yeah. Uncredited writing oh, credits also, for sure. Once, honestly, you could switch that out for Kindergarten Cop 2, which he's also starring in. <laughs> Has he written that one? I don't know if he wrote that one, but he's definitely in Is that actually a thing? Are you serious? Yeah. Holy shit. Check out the preview. I've got to watch that. (laughs) Gibbo, check out the preview before you say that. (laughs) But, yeah, honestly, you could switch that out for Kindergarten Cop 2. So you could almost have just done the same storyline. Yeah, exactly. Dolph could have turned up on set and said, yeah, I've already got a script for this one. <laughs> Detention from 2003. They're just mm. putting it up top of the top. That'll be okay. For one that uh, may be going off track a little bit because it's not really diehard. It's not really the sort of one man against, you know, but Toy Soldiers is oh, the oh. good one about criminals for some reason showing up at a school. <laughs> 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 no, the, the, the thing about Toy Soldiers is it legitimately tried to explain it. Tried, I mean, but yeah. that they were it was a school full of diplomats' kids. Yeah, that's yeah, why that's they were right. There. 
that's, I mean, that's a fair that. explanation. Unless yeah. you are a juvenile delinquent, <laughs> at which point you're sort of legally required to attend school. But then if laws meant that much to you, you wouldn't be a criminal. So <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I always like toy soldiers. Yeah, toy soldiers is really good. Yeah. I believe it's on iTunes too, so... My hat and money will probably end up getting <laughs> If I can't find command before the cities. <laughs> yeah, you got your priorities right there. We're going to find that. Passenger 57. Always been on Wesley. black. <laughs> Great. Greatest one lighter ever. Possibly. Great. Wesley Snipes, die hard on a plane. Mm. Eh, entertaining. I saw this more anything. times than I should have in the in the nineties. I've woken up from a dodgy hangover slumber a couple of times <laughs> before this one. I always used to get this one mixed up with Drop Zone, which is... Got a lot of similarities, oh, shit, so Wesley. I always Wesley. got bits and pieces of those two mixed up. Yeah, um, I this had Julian Sands in it too, didn't it? No, it had uh, Bruce Payne. Oh shit, I was going to say Elizabeth Julian Hurley Sands. was in it too. Um, yeah, I know. Before she completely reconstructed a face, yeah, that was uh, it's a little bit odd to look at it then and now. Morning, really. <laughs> yeah, probably. But the best the, the best part of this movie is where they throw the um, throw the hostage out the plane. Yeah. And in the in the bottom of the plane, you can actually see the reflection of the mat, the person <laughs> landing in the mat. Pure, pure genius. You Good work, check it fellas. Out. Good one work. of the one of the best gaffes I've seen on film, I reckon. Okay, here's one that um, I have seen. I actually own. It's called Demolition University. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you're an idiot. Sequel to Demolition High. Why do you own this? Uh, <laughs> He's a big Corey Hayne fan <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to you next week <laughs> Once I've come up with a plausible story That says why I've got this yeah. I think we found it at one of those Five dollar things Where you got five half your shaggy albs Five dollars is too much I hope it was two It was two It stars Corey Hayne A 32 year old Corey Hayne Playing a 16 year old high school student mm. I remember you uh, you put this on for me and you said, no, nah, you'll have it. You'll get a few laughs. My response was similar to Gibbo with pieces. I was not laughing. I wanted you to remove it from my DVD so player immediately so I could watch Dead 7. Well, the, que- wow. <laughs> the, the question I ask is, who thought Corey Haim was an action hero? Who thought he was an actor? You? That's the next question. <laughs> the guy I had nothing going for him. Yeah, he look, Corey fell off the map pretty hard. Yeah, I don't. That one was a rest in peace. I know, like that was a man. that was a, a curious decision. Yeah, very curious decision. And the fact they gave him two movies. You <laughs> <laughs> Air Force One, Die Hard on Air Force One. Yeah, pretty ordinary. Pretty ordinary. Yeah. Harrison Ford gives it some gravitas, but good actors. Yeah, Gary Oldman. Yeah, Harrison Ford, but just something about it. I think. They'd hit the, we'd hit the zenith of the diehard honour, whatever. Mm. By that stage, it was kind of getting boring. Yeah. And nobody was doing anything really fresh with it. And this no. was, there was nothing fresh about this. Which is sad, because this was still when Harrison was, you know, he was only 50 at this stage. <laughs> so he was still capable. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a good one. Well, it's very Once again, another one I've seen, you guys may not have, Cracker Jack. No, you're all alone, mate. Die hard on a ski slope. Yeah. I believe there was another one that had Sean Astin in it. It was called Icebreaker. Like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't Haven't sound like that. I want to see it. No. Nah. Uh, Christopher Plummer, Oscar winner, looks embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> cash, that che- cash them checks, mate. Cash them checks. <laughs> cash that check. Problem is, the check wouldn't have been that large. <laughs> <laughs> 
He was, and of course, you know, a future <laughs> yeah, Oscar winner sitting there next to Thomas Lee and Griffith. He's, <laughs> he's the old bloke. He's, he's the old bloke in the bank walking in with a bag full of, of change. <laughs> Can I catch this? this? A film set. They paid me in bags of quarters. <laughs> White House down and Olympus has fallen. Yeah, same movie. Die Hard in the White House. Yeah, they're the same movie. <laughs> They came out but very close to each other too, didn't they? Like, they did, yeah, yeah. They did. Um, which one's I, a better movie? I can honestly say I haven't seen both of them and I cannot remember which one I've seen. I actually prefer okay. White, I I saw prefer one White of them. House Down. I think I saw... Um, I think it was White House Down that I saw. I'm going to go against you. I think Olympus Has Fallen is a better movie. Oh, Gerard Butler so bugs the shit out of me. Mate, let me tell you yeah. something. You do not put fucking comic relief president... In a no. movie. It is the dumbest part <laughs> of that entire movie. Channing Tatum, I copped him. I thought he was pretty good. Mm. He, and he works as an action hero. But then he's got Jamie Foxx, an Oscar winner, hanging off him, making stupid jokes about, yeah, oh, don't touch my Nike Jordans and all this bullshit. Well, he's African-American, mate. You've got to know about these things. Uh, mate. They love their <laughs> nah. shoes. Stupid. Terminal Rush. Nah. Another one no, that I must see. Either. I haven't seen it. It's Die Hard at the Hoover Dam <laughs> with Rowdy Roddy Piper <laughs> and Don the Dragon Wilson in the cast. Uh, can you just check iTunes for that one? Too? Oh, I have. <laughs> While we're talking about quality actors, <laughs> it's uh, a no show. Jeff Speakman was actually a, a chance to do the lead role for Speed. It was actually early on was being written for him. So what? <laughs> imagine that. Jeff Speakman, what a oh. talent. Keanu Very, <laughs> very I different mean, movie. Keanu Reeves, as I said, Keanu Reeves has never been a great actor. He's a lot better than that brick. Jeff Speakman doesn't even know what better an actor is. We kick your head off. True. Jeff Speakman, Oscar winner. He's <laughs> 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 been fine in speed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he would have kicked the bomb off the bus and we all would have been safe, so... Would have, would have worked out well. Anyway, Has anyone else got any others they want to throw in the mix? Uh, the only other one I mentioned uh, to you, Adzi, was the uh, the raid and and dread. Those two uh, sort of you know the high, back in the high rise scenario, but sort of a little bit different. Yeah. But they've got the same sort of vibe as well. The one man against uh, everything. You know, he's sort of saving everything. Yeah. Thing, so. um, and both very good. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I love both, both of those. Not Judge Dread. Very different movie as well. The uh, Sylvester Stallone one is a pile of crap, but. Uh, yeah, Dread is really good. Yeah, Dread, Dread's pretty cool. Yeah, look, I would throw them definitely in there. I guess the question I ask, looking back at this list, is you could you could see the law of of diminishing returns, I guess, on these sorts of on, on taking this idea from Die Hard and then trying to fit it in with all these other action films of varying qualities. By the time we get to something like White House Down, only a few years ago, the kind of the the, the love's gone on this. Mm. Because it wasn't White House Down wasn't a success at all when it probably should have been. And it's uh, it's pretty clear that uh, returns are going to diminish when one of them's a good movie and one of them's not. Yeah. <laughs> when you get to these later ones, yeah. we're talking about White House Down as opposed to Die Hard. Well, you, we're talking about rocks and pebbles. You've also got London has fallen now. They're trying to flog a dead horse <laughs> with the sequel, to, and I haven't yeah. heard any good buzz about that. It looks pretty no. shit house. What about Cliffhanger? I would say Cliffhanger yeah. was kind of in it. Die Hard on a Mountain. Yeah. Yep. And I love Cliffhanger. Ho-ho. The Rock is in that <laughs> list there. 
Yeah, there was one. There was one list with the Rock. Oh, I didn't. I didn't I get that see vibe. It, but I didn't get. Yeah, I didn't, no. didn't really think it was. Bit, you know, you didn't tenuous. watch it and automatically think. What about other seats too? Die Hard on a Train. Uh, yeah, um, that fits. It fits. But it, another one that probably we don't want to talk too long about. That yeah, one. yeah. I think the uh, I can smell the steam rising from it as we speak. Mm. Yeah, look, I think I just think of course you can see why Die Hard was getting copied so much because it was one of these really well written and really good ideas. But as I've read a number of the plots. Of some of the ones on this list, you can see why they didn't work. <laughs> that's it. That's it. No, the formula. I mean, it's pu- it's pulled out. What do we say? The best movie for Seagal. One of the best movies for the Van Dam. One of the best movies for Snipes. Not, um, not so much the others. Best movie for Keanu Reeves, probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely up there for him for sure. Um, I'd, I'd put this and probably John Wick as my two favourites for him. Maybe yeah, with Point yeah. Break. Mm. Um, yeah. So the formula the works when you when it's done well. Yeah. You know, when there's a bit of take some care. Yeah. Like, spend some time because these formulas or these slight variations on Die Hard have great potential. Yeah, and that's, I mean, we've, we've just sort of mentioned it, that the reason speed is, is so good, okay, it takes that kind of premise and, and runs with it, but it does it well. We mentioned about how the writing was pretty good and it, and it had all these little, little pieces and plot uh, points that, that set it off and yeah. made it really good. It's not just they thought, oh, here we go, it's Die Hard on a bus, just go from there and just do whatever the fuck you want. They actually put some, put some good work in there. Yeah, and some thought into it, which is definitely what you would need with some of these, this type of premise, if you're going to take it in different directions. And some of them have done it well and others haven't. And I'm sure there'll be more to come. Yes. All right. I think that's covered it. Speed and our little discussion about Die Hard ripoffs. Gibbo. Good to have you on, mate. Thanks for being here. That's good to be wanted. <laughs> yes, well, soon. Uh, I believe it's, uh, what, four or five weeks before you're back in Canberra? Uh, yeah, roughly that. Yeah, just depends on how the house sale things go. But, um, yeah, should, should be around that, mate. All right. A couple of months. Good. You, I can't wait to put you into um, some of my favourite horror flicks. Yeah, and you just yeah. want me to buy you guys free snacks again. I know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want you. Yeah, you put on a you put on a good you put on a good feed. Oh, mate, I lashed out with um, Tim Tams. Remember that's that top. <laughs> yeah, true. That was. Adam's also pleased that um, we won't have to do anything over the internet anymore because yes. he's, he's got his hands full plugging the USB uh, microphone in. <laughs> mate, I have got my hands full. Period. Working with laptops, so <laughs> let's let's just keep it low fi <laughs> Cool. If anyone wants to get in contact with us. To discuss um, Speed or any of the other films we've covered, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Uh, like us on Facebook at Thrillme Podcast Australia or on Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Next week, Jared, I was thinking, <laughs> and yeah, we'll have the discussion over the air. Don't do that. I can't wait. <laughs> I was thinking um, of going back to the Friday the 13th franchise again. All right. Maybe Friday the 13th Part 2. Okay, I can get on board with that. Can you get on board with that? Yeah, I can get on board. Just, you know, looking back at some of our old episodes of SmackDown and all that sort of stuff, I thought we haven't been back to a singular film since the original. Mm. So I thought we might give that a go. Yeah, hopefully it's one of the better ones. Yes. I find you to be a negative influence on me. Two was yeah, two was pretty good from memory when I did the, when I did. <laughs> you find me to be a negative influence on you when you sat here and told me that you wasted ninety minutes of your precious time on Dead Seven. Backstreet, Backstreet Boys, boys. yep. 
Yeah. Is that what got you there? Oh, was sure. there anyone from Seoul to see you? Uh, no, O-Town. O-Town, we're in there. I don't know who O-Town are, but someone from O-Town was in there. You're a disgrace, 98 mate. degrees. Oh, 98 degrees. Which Unfortunately, one? it wasn't Nick Lachey. No. Any of the members no. of Five? No. <laughs> now, that would have really... This is a US production. Yeah. <laughs> Not a UK uh, co-production. Oh, I'm just trying to remember oh. all those shitty Met Boy bands. They were all out at the same oh, time. Oh, man. C-Note? C-note, there wouldn't um, have been a C-note there. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think you're, you're to blame for all the poor decisions. And like I said, I'm going to try and take the high road in life and just leave you to that. Okay. But you've convinced me. You've, you've thrown something at me that I'm happy to look at again. Okay. All right. Well, until next week, everyone, take it easy, and we'll catch up with you later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.